This is episode 39 of the Music Therapy Chronicles podcast with Alpha Woodward. Some sounds are just um, really call out to have, create um, angst and anxiety, perhaps in me. And so I started to, to realize that I, I, if I was feeling angry, then probably other people were feeling angry. Maybe anger was in the system because of these sounds maybe or maybe the sounds were the result of anger so um, I started to think how can music therapy address the sound environment um, to address these very distracting sounds that were not very healthful you're listening to the music therapy chronicles podcast about music therapy from a variety of perspectives. Our ambition is to inspire and connect listeners through meaningful conversations, just like a music therapy conference you can listen to anywhere. My name is Trisha Coyote, and I am a board-certified music therapist from the New England region. If you like what you hear, join our group on Facebook and share your own insights and thoughts about the episodes. You can also connect with us on social media and online at Music Therapy Chronicles. Welcome back to the Music Therapy Chronicles podcast. In this week's episode, we have part two of my conversation with Alpha Woodward. In this episode, we dig into her sound environment project and how she was able to both observe and improve the sound environment of the residents at the facility she was working at. If you're looking for a way to support the podcast, please consider leaving us a review on Apple Podcasts. Those really help this podcast be more visible, and I'd love to be able to read some more of them at the end of episodes. Also, please consider joining our group on Facebook and finding us on other social media platforms. We are at Music Therapy Chronicles and mostly present on Instagram and Facebook. Lastly, please consider giving a Patreon contribution for the month of February as all of the February donations will be given to the Australian Red Cross to assist with their relief efforts regarding the forest fires they've recently experienced. So if you're looking for a way to support that, please consider joining um, the Music Therapy Chronicles contribution and I'm excited to see what we're able to do together at the end of the month. Without further ado, let's get into this week's episode. So I want to circle back to kind of what you started with. You, you mentioned a project you had done on the sound environment creating a sound environment. Can you walk us through that? Yeah, I'd be happy to. It's it's something I wanted to also explore. There was another option to explore in my PhD to expand on that research that I did. It was phenomenological research, which was looking at the sound environment in, in, the, ho- in the place where I worked, really listening to it <clears throat> as though it was, um, what, what is here? What am I hearing here in this, this whole place? What are... What is the essence of the sound here? And so um, because I was finding myself really burned out, um, often angry, and often it was 
if I started to reflect on this, it was because I felt that there were so many disruptions in the in the area that I was working, all sound disruptions. And I was blaming myself for not being able to handle it or, or deal with it, you know, and just focus past it. And then I started to think, well, what about the clients here? <clears throat> uh, what are the clients experiencing? And why are there so many clients calling out for help and, you know, perseverating with verbal exclamations all the time? And, and so... Um, so I, I looked at this from the client perspective as much as my own perspective and started to, um, I think what was making me angry in, in, in finding all of my sessions being disrupted by all of these different sounds, I thought, you know, it doesn't help to lay blame. Everybody's doing their best here. Everybody's working in their own little silo doing their thing. You've got the coffee thing going, you've got the PA system going, you've got people spilling out of the elevators, you've got loud conversations going on, the TV is on, and, 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 and. So, um, so my study was looking at this, and, and then I started to perceive it as a, in, in general systems theory. So <laughs> I don't want to get into it too much, but um, general systems theory is looking at everything being relational. <clears throat> so I interpret that to be, okay, all of these sounds have a relationship to each other. There's, there's, you know, there's a cause and effect perhaps, or there's, um, some sounds are just, um, really call out to have, create, um, angst and anxiety perhaps in me. And so I started to, to realize that I, I, if I was feeling angry, then probably other people were feeling angry. Maybe anger was in the system because of these sounds, maybe. Or maybe the sounds were the result of anger. So um, I started to think, how can music therapy address the sound environment um, to address these very distracting sounds that were not very helpful? I didn't feel that the sounds really made any sense to create a healthy um, place for people to live. It was a working environment more than it was a, a, a living environment, and it was a residence. It was a residence. And so on the one hand, we had these values that say this is the residence living space. On the other hand, we were living out um, uh, sort of a hypocritical um, working um, environment where everybody's the nurses and, and everybody's banging banging on their with hammers if you please <laughs> on uh, on their trays to smunch up these their medications and then you've got the the kitchen staff coming in with their stainless steel and 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 wrapping stainless steel spoons on the on stainless steel containers and shouting out to every instructions to everybody and you just add all this up, and it just, to me, was mm, terrifying. <laughs> um, and so I thought, this is a horrible place for me to work in. I don't like it here at all. And so I was getting stressful. So, so what am I going to do about it as a music therapist? So I created programming around listening. And so my whole my whole program was around, every every program I did had some element of listening in it. So that didn't mean that we were all sitting around listening to each other or listening to music. It just meant that 
we really had to pay attention to some form of listening to create an alive, active listening environment. That meant nursing staff. It meant it meant um, uh, sort of administration as well, sort of uh, advocating for rubber, different rubber wheels on trays. Um, those kinds of things. Um, when they built a new wing, for instance, I wanted to be on the planning committee, the sort of the, the, they have a number of different disciplines sort of part of that. And I said, okay, if you're going to create a new wing, then let's talk about how that the materials that go into that wing might contribute to healthy sound. So, um, so that became my uh, focus for my programming in the residential um, facility and all four f- residential facilities but in one particular one because of the way it had been designed and so I, I went as far as looking at uh, what are our values when we're designing these um, are we looking at cutting costs if we have to cut costs let's not cut costs on on the expense of the residents and the sound environment so, so yeah, um, one program might be around listening. I did have a listening program in every facility that I was in. Um, we listened to classical music. I gave them instructions on what to listen to. We had everybody from very low functioning to high functioning in the group. Um, and so people could start to understand they were being listened to as well. I had a very a higher functioning group that performed for the the rest of the residents so they would actually we had uniforms for them we had we had um they would perform at christmas time they would perform at other times but they weren't all high functioning as we think of it there was a mix there as well it was really important for everybody who was in a music therapy program to feel that they were listened to and when i was working uh, in, in the shared open space the um I would look at, I, I, I call this the field of, of participation and the field of experience. So um, so the immediate field that I was working with was my group, but the field of experience was outside of the group. So people who weren't in the group were getting the experience of the sound. And so I had to be aware of both fields, if that makes any sense at all. Yeah, totally. Yeah. And so and so if somebody was really, really disruptive outside of the field of participation, I would bring them into the field of participation and sit beside me so that they would feel so that the sound made made uh, sense to them, for instance. So I was always, always, always aware of sound and um, the ethics and, and how that might be happening at the expense of the resident. Um and I felt that those sounds relayed a sense of marginalization because everybody was so busy, they weren't really paying attention. Oh, that person was always calling out anyway. So um, so my, even though it was about the environment, it was about the client in their environment. So I wrote, I wrote a piece on that um, out, of my, out of my thesis, my master's thesis, that... Um, I call it the the finding the client in their environment, and so actually that is published on online in Voices if you care to go and look at it. Um, and so that that gives a, a an overview of what my pro what my programming 
programming was about and also I guess a look at <clears throat> the um, the theor theoretical framework that it, that it sits in which is general systems theory and field theory um, so yeah everything is relational everything is relational and and so that it, that informs all my work as a music therapist and when I'm how wonderful that you were able to be a part of building that new wing. That's yes. awesome. Oh yes, because I missed one meeting and I came in. <laughs> I came in at the next meeting and they had already picked. They were picking actually this this floor because it was it was so beautiful this floor. And I said, well, what what effect does that have on the sound? How uh, that floor? And can you please explain to me the floor and the windows how this is going to sound? And so they had. The um, the designers and the architects had to to sit and think with about that for a while and say, oh yeah, that's going to be pretty noisy. <laughs> so, so yeah, it was great. It was great to be part of that. Yeah, there's so much more research coming out now too about uh, like household cleaning products and how the flashing of LED light bulbs affects your health and all that kind of stuff as well. So way to be a pioneer in that environmental <laughs> piece and noticing those things and making the change happen. Yeah. Thanks. Yeah. It's, it's great too, because other people don't think of it. And so, so, you know, our duty as music therapists to go out and do in services for staff is great and let them experience what it, what it's like and what, you know, how helpful they can be with, without being overwhelmed, you know, they can, they can be part of it. So, yeah. So yeah, I also created um, uh, a whole library of, of of playlists. Now it would now it would be really easy to put together, but I really listened to this playlist very very carefully and put each playlist together very manually. Um, and so there were about fifteen to twenty. Um, you don't know them now, but they're CDs. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not that and, young. <laughs> No, but I, I do know that there's some from from that the, the class back then who said, "What's a CD?" Oh my goodness! So, oh no! Come on. So anyway, flash drives or CDs or playlists or whatever, um, it's it's really helpful to go and do an in service with the staff and say these this playlist is really helpful to put on after a big major event, for instance, and then there's a give five minutes, you know, give five minutes after the big event and then put this gentle music on so that it fills the space and it's not vacant and lonely and things like that. So it's really, um, yeah, it's, we have a, we have a big job to do there, I think, in the environment and, and helping um, create a healthier environment. Who else is going to do it? Mm. Well said. Who mm -hmm. else is going to do it? Do you have anything you want to add before we move into our rapid fire questions? <laughs> uh, no, I think I think I'm I've come to an end of what I wanted to say. I think, or I didn't even know I was going to say all that stuff. So, yeah. Well, someone out there will need to hear it. So, thank you for sharing. I hope so. Thank you. Of course. All right. The first question is: coffee or tea? <laughs> Coffee. Coffee. Early bird or night owl? Ooh, both. Wow. Um, night, night owl, I would say, these days. Yeah. Something you would tell your younger self? 
trust in yourself believe in yourself yeah yeah and and yeah how young are we going (laughs) whatever your younger self needs to hear as young as that is yeah trust in yourself yeah good one your music therapy elevator speech oh no (laughs) (laughs) oh that's terrible oh my gosh I, you know, I'm going to have to say, um, uh, music therapy is, is, uh, <laughs> no, I can't, I can't do that. I was going to say, it depends on who you're talking to, you know, whoever you, you want talk- me to be. Yeah. Okay. So you're a farmer. Okay. okay. <laughs> you're a farmer. So I'd say, you know what, if, if, um, if you play, um, relaxing music for your, your chickens, they're going to lay healthier eggs and more eggs <laughs> your cows will uh, relax and and it'll be easier to milk your cows um i would say <laughs> i would say that awesome awesome <laughs> i think that's the first time i've been uh told i was a farmer and uh told how to take care of my livestock in such a holistic way <laughs> <laughs> well actually i think there are farmers out there that do that and um and find it there's a there is uh, empirical evidence to prove that music works. Yeah. Yeah, I believe that. Um, sorry, I lost track of my questions here. Here we go. <laughs> Your favorite self-care practice. Uh, my favorite self-care practice is, is actually to sit back. Um, there's two different things that I do that are my favorites. One is to sit back and just really listen to music and remember why you know what it is I love about music just to, to to listen to really good music and say Vivaldi for instance Vivaldi always revives me <clears throat> and the second thing is to go and do a workout to music which is quite the opposite yeah um, yeah it is I really feel like I'm in a in the flow and in um <clears throat> I can get to a place of grace I think when I'm working out with music that that helps me um get better and now i have to go and do that today so yeah something that is currently adding value to your life um i think my work um i have to say that that being here is really adding value to my life and work has always added value to my life um and I don't say that that um, work should define you, but in a lot of ways it's hard to escape that when you're a music therapist in a way because it's hard to separate yourself out from being uh, what you do and who you are when you're a music therapist because it tends to get bonded together. Um, and I'm going to go back Sorry, I'm going back. This is rapid fire, but I'm going to go back and say when I went to Bosnia, I, I realized for the first time in a long time that I was a person. I was a, I was a person. I was a, a foreigner. I was probably European to many of them. I was a Canadian to others. I had a whole bunch of different identities, but none of them, um, none of them were music therapists. <laughs> and it was really interesting for me to say, oh, I'm, I'm a lot of different things. Um, so 
coming back, so that question makes me think that adding value to my life is is should be perhaps not about work. Um, and at the moment, at the moment that you ask that question, it is about work. Um, and so I realize that that's probably because I'm, this is my second year here, and I will be. Um, involved in my work so that I get it to a place where I feel comfortable and I'm in the flow again. Um, and then after that, I'll, I'll find value in other ways as well. But for now, I'm feeling really um, blessed to be here and um, be given this opportunity to help shape this program into um, something that I would like to see something that I can put myself into and some of these some of these formulas and some of these um, these rich experiences I've had in music therapy and in the world um, to bring them here and, and put them into place. So that's giving me value at the moment. But I just want to give a cautionary tale that it should not always be about work, that, that um, there, there, you have to find a balance for self-care and also a way to identify yourselves as other than as a music therapist. Um, and and be um, find friends outside of that and things like that. So that that's I think finding value right now is being in my work, um, which is wonderful. It's a gift. Um, and then somewhere down the line, it's going to be shift to having value somewhere else. <laughs> so as well, life is cyclical. It is. Yeah, yeah that's well said. Yes. Yes. Awesome. I'm I'm really glad to hear you're happy where you are. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Me too. So this next one might be uh, either you can think back to your past or you can think to your current teaching. The question is your favorite intervention or song to use in a session. So you can spin that however is applicable to you right now. Oh, okay. <clears throat> one of my favorite inter interventions is the sound story. Um, because it covers so many of the domains that we work in. Um, and um, I, I, I like it because you, it's so variable. You can, you can um, switch it up, switch it down. You can make it structured, unstructured. You can uh, make it more referential, less referential in some places. And each time you do it, it can be different. Um, and you can just shape it to the needs of the clients at the time. So the sound story to me is my most favorite intervention for group work. Um, and, and that means that you create a, a sound story, a, a story that can have a, a number of different referential sounds in it and um, assign those sounds to your clients. And that can also be very, depending on the level of your clients, they can choose their own character. They can <clears throat> they can pick their character out of a hat, and it's totally random. It can be done in a number of different ways. But what it ultimately does is allow each member of the group to be an individual with their own sound to listen for and also recognize themselves as a member of a story, that they're part of a story. And so... Um, that the sound story to me is is it, it, it um, addresses so many different things about listening, about attention span, about um, having a personal role, being a character, um, um, d defining yourself in a different way, um, 
learning about the abstract ideas of referential sounds and and musical instrumentation and it really does increase the um it gives the facilitator of that an opportunity to be very creative and and focused at the same time so i love that intervention that's my favorite i feel really inspired to do one of those this week with my groups (laughs) (laughs) yay awesome and the last question is where can listeners find you and connect with you Ah, okay. I'm currently working at uh, Wartburg College in Iowa, and my email is alpha.woodward at wartburg.edu. So that's alpha, A-L-P-H-A, dot woodward, W-O-O-D-W-A-R-D, at wartburg, W-A-R-T-B-U-R-G, dot E-D-U. <coughs> Awesome. I'll have that in the show notes as long with your, um, was it your master's thesis, finding the client and some of the other things you mentioned? Yeah, that, that, that's an article that I, that I, I wrote from my thesis. Yeah. There we go. Yeah. That's have, great. I'll have all that for people to find so they can uh, dig deeper into the things you've mentioned. So there's also, there's also an article on invoices on, um, on a, a war, affected regions and um that i did as well on voices so that that's there i'll look for that too okay okay thank you so much for making the time to talk with me today and to share with the listeners uh it was great to hear your story and i know that there will be takeaways for those listening uh, ways to apply different things we talked about into their own clinical supervision, mentorship, clinical practice, whatever it may be. Wow. Thank you very much, Tricia. I really appreciated your questions and and the opportunity to talk. Uh, I was really blown away when you got in touch with me. So thank you so much. And for the work that you're doing as well. I'm, I'm so pleased that you're doing this. This is great. Thank you. I appreciate that. Have a good workout to music after you finish your <laughs> coffee and enjoy the rest of your day. <laughs> Thanks so much, Trisha. You too. Bye. Bye Bye. I hope that after listening to that conversation, you feel inspired to know that you can make a difference in an environment that you're working at that you notice a problem with. I know that sometimes it can seem like, yeah, when we notice these things are happening and things are beeping and it's loud and it's hard for our clients to heal and get better or the residents to live their lives with all of the noise going on. But here is a resource for you to use, an example for you to use of someone who noticed this and was able to make a difference and assist with the planning of a new part of the building to make it better. So I hope that helps some of you out in your efforts to do something similar, if not the same. If you're enjoying the podcast, as always, please consider leaving us a review, finding us on social media, and joining our Facebook group. If you're interested in being on an episode or have someone in mind that we should interview, please let us know by emailing us at 
feedback at musictherapychronicles.com. And again, all contributions on Patreon this month, the month of February, will be donated to the Australian Red Cross. So please consider becoming a patron over there. Thank you again so much for tuning into this week's episode, and I will see you in the next one. Mm-hmm.